Welcome back, Fox Sports Radio together, presented by Carolina Winter Show, bracing a daily ticket with you here on a Wednesday. So much going on in the sports world. We got Champions League soccer action. We got a big Sixers and Nets game, although it's been toned down with the uh, all the all the players just giving the night off. I mean, I don't know. It's the regular season, the NBA. What are you going to do? Uh, but let's not waste any time. Let's get out to the Dr. Glatt. Regrow your hairline. Dr. Paul Glatt is Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Check him out online, drglatt.com. It's Wednesday, so you know we need to get our leg up on the competition on all things PGA Tour, so we dial up our guy, Chris Exusian, Chris Ebaum on socials, also at OTT Matchups. Nobody better when it comes to handicapping this sport of golf. Chris, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend as far as Augusta is concerned? Good. We hit some top 20s, uh, hit a couple matchup plays. Uh, overall, great week, exciting golf. Sunday was, uh, you know, had very little drama. But overall, it was it was a really good competition. Love the Masters, and uh, I loved how difficult the course played. Yeah, you know, the only thing that came through at the end was a little bit of a John Rahm stretch. That was, like, the most intriguing thing on Sunday, honestly. Yeah, he was at even and ended up going minus six on round four. It was just a little too late for him. But, uh, yeah, he was going to make a surge. And everybody else pretty much couldn't catch up to uh, not the almost four-stroke lead on the second golfer. So uh, pretty much he was on coasting for the most part. And he got a, he was over one par for uh, – he was plus one uh, for round four. So that, that pretty much just sealed it. Yeah. All right. Well, we got the RBC Heritage happening this week. And, of course, this was the, I believe, the second tour event after everything restarted last year. Webb Simpson went on to win, shot a pretty low number, if I remember off the top of my head. I think it was like 20-plus. He was incredible because he had a good stretch, and I think it started on this course last year, if I'm not mistaken. But still, Webb Simpson is in the field this year, um, of course. Why not? Reigning champion, so he's got to defend the crown a little bit. But we do have some other big names, DJs in this tournament. Of course, South Carolina's own Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantley, Colin Morikawa, Fitzpatrick, who was Chris Exusian's guy last week. We'll find out if he still is uh, uh, in favor with Chris here. But as far as, let's start with this, Chris, as far as golfers that you thought turned it on last weekend, maybe had successful Saturday, maybe had a better Sunday, whatever it may be, and you think that they could carry it over into this weekend's tournament at uh, RBC Heritage. Is there a golfer on your mind that fits that bill? Uh, yeah. Uh, Terrell Hatton, he was a guy that typically doesn't have really good success at the Masters, but he did show me a lot. He ended up finishing minus one on the tournament. Uh, he was minus four on the last day. Uh, I think he kind of got over Augusta. I mean, he, he's a very good ball striker. And, uh, yeah, he actually did pretty well at the Masters. I think minus one is really good for him for considering his record from before. And he was minus four on the last day. So that was also a good thing. So I think he carried that kind of momentum on to uh, RBC Heritage. All right. So now as we take a look at what's happening down there um uh, in South Carolina, for Harbortown, as a matter of fact. Um, as far as this course is concerned, tight, a lot of water. What else do we need to know about this course? All right, well, uh, it's a peak dive design. Uh, the greens are supposed to be Bermuda grass greens, but there's actually been uh, an overseeding of Pula, so it's, there's actually going to be kind of a mixture there that I just found out about. So there is one call for that. I am kind of liking the first round. Uh, leader after one that his odds are really, really high and he puts him well on that surface. So I think that's pretty interesting as well. Uh, yeah, very tight fairways, uh, big tree lines and, uh, yeah, 
that, that's going to be important. Driving accuracy, number one important stat here. Distance is not a big deal. Uh, as long as you get on those fairways and get those good approach shots, uh, second small screens on score. So very small greens. Uh, Pebble B, uh, TPC Sawgrass, I believe, is the smallest, if I recall. But this one's number two, so very small green. So that's something to consider for the ball strikers as well. Birdie or better percentage is big here because uh, scores have been high here before. Webb Simpson finished uh, last year at minus 23, and you had guys like Berger and Hatton that were minus 20 that finished third. So there are big scores to be had here. I think the wind might pick up a little bit more here. So uh, maybe the scores might not be as high as in the 20s, but still you're going to need to get birdies here. All right, Chris Exusian joining us here on the Dr. Gladwell Grow Your Hairline, as he always does every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, a big power hour here at 4 o'clock on the Daily Ticket. All right, um, we'll talk about the top five, as I just mentioned, Webb Simpson, DJ, Cantlay, Morikawa, Fitzpatrick. If there's one golfer out of the five that you're going to fade and you would recommend that we stay away from this weekend, who is it? Can I give you two of those? Oh, sure. <laughs> Love to hear it. Uh, Dustin Johnson is one. Uh, he's a rare fade for me for the most part. Uh, he was at Augusta for some time to really work on his game. He really wanted to do real well at the Masters. We know at the match play, he wasn't that great. So he went over to Augusta pretty early to work on his you know, game and everything, and it did not show, missing the cut. I think that is a red flag being concerned there. And I don't think there's really much motivation for him to do well here at RBC Heritage. He's got a sponsor for them. So I think it's more of an obligation for him to play there. Hasn't had the best numbers here. I think he's, his best numbers was like a 16th or 18th. But for his price and just the fade in general, I just think it's more of a business trip. I think he just wants to get in, get out, call it a day. I don't think his game really fits this course that well based on the uh, driving accuracy. And Patrick Cantlay, uh, a guy that is not a friend of the East Coast, that's for sure. Uh, Nothing that great at the Masters. Uh, He's been great on the West, and that's been kind of sticking in people's minds. He has the stats to do really well here, but he's just another guy here I'm also going to be fading. All right, Chris Exusian. You can find him on socials at Chris E. Abom. Doing an amazing job covering all things PGA Tour for us on The Gambler. I saw him going live last night in Heat Ratio. Awesome stuff all the way around. Uh, but we have him today. Let's keep it moving here. Webb Simpson. Didn't hear much about what you were saying, like fading him there. So is he a guy that you're looking at to possibly get the job, job done again or be in the conversation come Sunday? Uh, he'll be in the conversation on Sunday. Uh, this course fits him perfectly. He won it last year. This is a really difficult course for the most part. Uh, it's actually a public course, which is pretty wild. I wow. didn't really know that. I think that'd be a pretty cool place to play, mm-hmm. especially not being that long of a course, especially for myself, not being a big driver. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to repeat at this one. But he's fit for this course, and I, w- I think he's going to be contention. I don't think he's going to personally win. But uh, he's definitely going to be in the conversation. All right. First of all, update those odds. Webb Simpson eleven to one. DJ twelve fifty to one. Twelve and a half to one. Patrick Cantley seventeen to one. Colin Morikawa twenty to one. And Matthew Fitzpatrick twenty one to one. Hatton, as you mentioned a little earlier, he's at twenty two to one. And then uh, I want to get down to maybe the golfer that is obviously have the most attention right now besides uh, uh, Matsuyama, and that is Will Zalatoris. Everybody's loving Will Zalatoris, and you get him at 23-1. to 1. What's First of all, what was your thoughts on his performance this weekend at Augusta? Second of all, do you think he could be successful this weekend in Harbortown? 
Yeah, Will Salasaurus, you know, I talked about him for many weeks. He's not, uh, he's not new to me for the most part. He's old news to say, but I've been playing for a while. His ball striking's just been outrageous. And he showed me a lot on that Sunday, finishing second at the Masters. I know he hasn't got that win yet. He's going to be that guy on tour that's going to be racking up the win soon enough. Could it be at RBC Heritage? I'm not too sure. His driving accuracy isn't the best, but he does drive it far. It's not, it's, his ball striking is excellent, so I think that's very good. And his putting is pretty solid as well. Could he dial it back a little bit, his driving distance, and make it more accurate? Absolutely. Uh, I think he could be in the conversation. I was extremely impressed with him at the Masters. I didn't think he was going to win being that close because that was going to be for his first victory. But he seemed cool, collective. Didn't really care about the moment, so I think that's very important. And I'm really excited to watch him play because he's a guy that – I've been throwing in bets for top 20s and been hitting with them a good amount, but uh, could he win here? I'm going to say no for this one, but it, look, look out for him in the future because he is a ball striker. All right, talk to me about some leader after one action here. You said you had a golfer that you were circling and highlighting and ready to present to us. Love to hear it, and if you have another golfer that you're going to fire or two, let us know. Leader after one, where are we looking? All right, so I got five guys. I usually go with four, but I threw a fifth one in because I figured uh, because I, I, what I heard about these greens over here. The first one I'm throwing in, uh, Daniel Berger, 40-1. to one. He's third in the field strokes game total in first round to Pete Dye courses. Puts really well on this kind of grass. And he's played four first rounds twice at RBC Heritage. Uh, I actually like the fact that he got cut from this event, from the Masters. He usually bounces back really well from the Masters. Last time he got cut, he won the uh, – Pebble Beach, I believe. He won that tournament. So you tend to forget about him after he gets cut, but he usually comes back pretty strong. Yeah, he won Pebble Beach after getting cut from the previous tournament. So I like him here to start off real hot. And he's a really low ball striker, so if there is some extra wind going on here, I think it benefits him there. Uh, Michael Thompson, 80-1. Uh, to 1. Ball striking in top eight in the field based on Pete Dye courses for first rounds. He's also played four first rounds here. Well, two at RBC Heritage, but just Pete Dye courses in general. He's fourth in the field in strokes gain total. He's eight, and he got an eighth last year, and then a tenth before that. So he's been real solid here, and he hits 66% of his fairways. Dylan Fratelli, 90 to 1. Leaves the field in strokes gain total. Pete Dye courses with small Bermuda grass greens in the first round. Has had a lot of uh, data as far as these Pete Dye courses go. But uh, he's shown some really good resiliency after being cut. He got cut at the API and then 22nd at the players, got cut at the Honda, and then had a solid showing at the match play. He came out of that group. Just came in off, coming off a uh, cut at the Masters. I expect him to perform much better the second go around. And he's starting to feel a strokes gain around the green, which could be important with these real small greens. Mackenzie Hughes, he's also 90 to 1. He's ranked first in strokes gain total. With a first round Pete Dye courses with both kind of putting greens. Uh, he's second in the field strokes game putting, which I think is going to be important. And he has a solid all around, uh, around the green game. And he's had five rounds of data since 2019. And the big one here, I'm going back to the well. Peter Malnati, 150, 150 to one. He's 23rd in the tour in birdie or better percentage. He has had a real good track record of lately, but, uh, he's very good strokes game putting. I found that, I found that out based on these greens, based off of, uh, what PGA Split 101 on Twitter was posting about these overseas greens. And he ranks, and he ranks sixth best on these kind of greens since 2019 in this field. So I think, I think getting this news out now, I think we can take advantage of it with 150 to one. And, you know, he can run up those scores in the first round. So let's roll the dice with that.
All right, so we're talking to Chris Exution. Is there a an Asian golfer? I feel like we have to have an Asian golfer on our fantasy team this at like every uh, event because they are on. They're killing it right now. You know, Matsuyama was on fire. Of course, he's been playing really well. Sunjay Yim. It seems like we're always talking about him. Is this a tournament that you're looking at Sunjay Yim at all? No, I'm actually going to be saying Sunjay Yim this tournament. Uh, his ball striking's just been terrible. Uh, his putter's been pretty high, and he's pretty accurate off the tee, so that's a good point for him here. But I'm personally staying away from him here. I just I, I don't feel too good with him with his ball striking here, which is kind of strange for me because he usually is a good ball striker, but I don't know what's been going on late with his ball striking. But Colin Morikawa, yeah. I, think, I think he's the guy for this event. He's one of three guys I really like for this tournament, maybe my, even my favorite to win this week. Uh, he's first in the field in strokes game approach, fourth in strokes game total, First strokes game to green, third and birdie average, sixth birdie or better percentage, hit 71% of its fairways, and is the GIR machine. He finished 18th at the Masters, so it was kind of a quiet 18. But this is a guy that hits all the fairways, and if his irons are on, watch out. Uh, he's going to be on fire. So I think Morikawa is a guy that you have to be on as far as the Asian golfers go. But like you said, I love what these guys are doing. Like, yeah. Kim's kind of crazy. He broke his putter and had to put with a three, a three wood. And, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that rises and fires. I talked about him before. And there's just a lot of these young guys on tour that are just awesome to watch. It's crazy to think about, you know, we got the best of the world competing week in, week out in, in this sport. And, you know, we just had our first uh, Japan-born uh, player win a major, you know, and, and that's just incredible to me. And and as we said, they're all playing really well. We always see their names at the top or, you know, in the Sunday conversation, especially Morikawa. I know he was born in L.A., but still, uh, you can have him in the conversation. Just tremendous job all the way across the board by a lot of those Asian uh, uh, golfers. Um, all right, let's keep it moving, Chris. And, and Matsuyama with that swing is just ridiculous. I'm just saying. Him for the stop at the top and then come through. You know, like, it's so difficult to be able to do that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. It, it's so hard because when we're, like, in our backswing, we want to just grip it and rip it mm-hmm. immediately. And it takes a lot of discipline, you know. And, and, I, and I really admire a guy like that, especially Sunjay M. He's a guy that goes really slow back on his backswing and does kind of the same thing, too. And I think... I think it's good because it works on your mechanics and it makes sure you're at the right place at the right time because when you're going back all the way on that backswing, you could be moving your hand left or right, and then that just changes everything, and then you're going to slice it or anything that sort. But those guys make sure they're disciplined and they're getting on that backswing and making sure they follow through perfectly on playing. So it's, it's, it's fun to watch. I love it because I'm always looking to improve my swing, and, and for them to go that slow and stuff, I, I like to break down their swing. Yeah, it is interesting because all you want to do, I mean, if you listen to Tiger Woods, I'll tell you number one thing is square it up. You have to square it up, and if you're slowing at the, I don't know about stopping, but if you're a little bit slower, I think you might have a better chance of hitting it on the screws, but who am I? I'm not a professional golfer, so I will just pretend to be on air. Uh, let's keep it moving, though. Let's talk about some matchups that you're looking at. Who's a golfer or two as far as the matchups, or do you have a matchup that you're ready to rise and fire on day one, Chris? Yeah, so uh, I like three tournament matchup plays that I'm looking at. I was talking about them last night on uh, my pop-up tee, uh, off the tee on Twitter. I was going pretty much through the whole part of the, the matchup plays and what I was picking and choosing. But there's three that I'm looking at that I'm really liking. Uh, Harris English, he's, he was uh, plus 110, but the line has moved. He's minus 106 for Sun J M. 
Uh, Harrison just had a really good uh, showing for the Masters. I was pretty impressed by him with his ball striking and everything. These are two golfers that are going the opposite way, if you will. Sun J.M. is the favorite golfer here. He's the name. He's the popular name. Harris English has been terrible for a while now, but now he's, now there's getting a change in the momentum, change for Harris English I really like, and I like him here. And now he's minus one of six, so I think a lot of people are feeling that way as well. Webb Simpson, he is currently minus 129 for Dustin Johnson. It was originally minus 125. Uh, Webb Johnson, as you know, is a machine at this course, and Dustin Johnson, I think, is just on the other spectrum of not really caring. And I think the books that have Webb Simpson being this high of a favorite – speaks volume against Dustin Johnson. I don't remember Dustin Johnson being a dog at all in any kind of matchup, especially against Webb Simpson. So I think I think we have to look at the lines and see what the lines present us. I talked to you about that last week, and it's not about beating lines, using the lines in your favor. And I think this is screaming that even the folks believe Webb Simpson is going to win this matchup. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll definitely keep our eyes on that one. Chris Exution, hit him up with all your questions. Mandatory follow if you don't already. That's Chris Ebaum and at OTT Matchups. Always a pleasure connecting with you. But before you get out of here, Chris, any final thoughts, um, anything that we missed as far as maybe a player prop, anything else that you're firing on this week and that you'd love to share with us, a top 20 play, anything else that I don't want to leave you with, you know, holding some notes and, and some, some fire yeah, plays and not give them to us, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so top 20s. I'm looking at a couple top 20s. Paul Casey, plus 125. He's ranked fourth in strokes game total at Pete Dye courses. Uh, while he hasn't had much success at RBC, uh, he's had a lot of success at other Pete Dye courses, and I think that's important, you know, with, at the American Express and, like, a few others uh, where they are Pete uh, die course designs. I think that's important. Uh, his form's been incredible this year, and for top 20, at plus 125, I really like that. Uh, a guy I talked about for first round leader, Michael Thompson, four to one for top twenty, which is pretty high for me. Uh, he's had eighth and tenth here before. Loves playing here, and he's been in the plus and punting in nineteen of the last twenty three rounds. Played at Pete Dye courses, so I don't think that's just an anomaly. I think that's something that that goes along with these courses. And he's also uh, twenty of twenty two rounds has been in the plus and strokes gain approach at these courses. So I think. That's something to really consider. You're getting four to one there. And finally, even a little bigger odds, six to one, Tom Hoagie. Very solid with his approach shots. Uh, when making the cut, he has been around the top 20 both times this year. So if you're looking to take a longer shot, Hoagie is your guy. He's had 19 rounds at Pete Dye course in 2019. He's had success at the American Express. And he also finished 12th at the Valero Texas Open recently. So there has been some good form in that aspect. And finally, if there's the three golfers I do like to win here are Daniel Berger, Terrell Hatton, and Kyle Morikawa. Those are the three horses that I'm going to ride for the week to win. Well, nobody does it like Chris Exution. He joins us every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. We're lucky to have him. Uh, he makes us a better better on the sport of golf. And, of course, we've come out multiple times as I'm staring at two winning tickets right now hanging up in Victory Lane inside the Gambler Studio. Chris, always a pleasure, man, to connect with you on a Wednesday. We'll continue to follow you. We'll touch base on Friday to get our uh, you know our leg up as far as the weekend is concerned. But uh, always a pleasure, man. Good luck on your plates. All right, thank you. There he is, Chris Exusion.